What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive. Here in lovely and soggy Kinston, North Carolina, it is hump day. It's Wednesday, August the 16th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 908 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, while they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Man, do we have a show for you today. <laughs> We've got not, not too, you know, we'll always have John and Jonathan on at the end of the show or at some point in the show, you know, talk about the birthday game and, you know, look at some awesome birthdays and let me, let me peek real quick. I believe, yeah, we've got some really good birthdays today too. Uh, but I'm telling you, man, we have a busy show for you today. Join me live here in my plush, well lit and well protected studio here on Whitehall Drive as he uh, steps over Molly Ringwald, Hughes, Hanks, the puppy dog. It's the, well, you know what? I don't know if I can call you this anymore. You used to be the car guy with the bow tie, and I've not seen a bow tie on you in the last, uh, good Lord, dude, in the last month to five weeks as he's putting his headphones on. I, we'll get an explanation here about that. Well, let me tell you first, it's Michael Martin. It's a, his friends call him Eminem. Do they What's call him? happening? Well, I call you Eminem. Does anybody else call you Eminem? And you're, and you're my friend, so that <laughs> means my friend. Uh, <laughs> Your friend. So I'm the only one then. I've probably been called Eminem on more than one occasion. Well, no. there you go. Okay, okay, okay. You got to clear up the bow tie thing. You used to be. Buddy, it's and hot. And you still drink. Yeah. It's damn, hot. You're, you're <laughs> damn right about that, dude. It's been crazy. I, uh, I, in fact, I told Randy Kelly, I said, I almost... Uh, broke out the shorts yesterday it's an um a, a pretty hard and fast rule at massey toyota that we do not wear shorts but he said <laughs> uh i'd have given you a pass yesterday so uh it was brutal and it you know but it's summertime in eastern north carolina it's supposed to be so. yeah but this is just crazy we had matt beeman on from uh rental parrot academy yesterday talking as we were you know high school football starts this friday night good stuff good stuff and yesterday morning well i can tell you this when i took molly out yesterday at 5 55 a.m mike it was 84 degrees yeah at 5 55 a.m um i i played golf sunday at cutter creek and uh we teed off at 7 45 (laughs) sunday morning Uh and it was in the mid 80s and uh between the heat and the gnats, it was it was brutal out there. Cameron Cray bought us a beautiful golf course to Greene County, but uh, you can't not, do anything about Mother Nature, dude. No sir, no sir. She's a she's, she's a cruel a, mistress, isn't she? She is that. She <laughs> is that. But. but Mike Martin joining us. He is live here. We're going to talk. We'll get a little golf talk in, but we are going to. Uh, 
Man, we are busy today, dude. How about this? Uh, as I just said, we're uh, two days away from the start of the 2023 high school football season. And, uh, in fact, in about five minutes from right now, you and I are going to be interviewing uh, the head coach of the Kinston Vikings, Ryan Diesel Gieselman. What a great guy, man. He is he awesome. Is I'm excited. All-time winningest football coach in uh, Lenore County Public School history. We had the all-time winningest coach in private school history. In, well, no, the second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because uh, uh, – He's second, uh, Matt Beeman yesterday. Sure, sure. But uh, the number one in uh, public school is Ryan Diesel Gieselman. He's going to preview this season that kicks off this Friday night. Uh, they were picked to finish fifth in the seven-team East Central 2A. Uh, they've got a pretty new team, man. Really looking forward to uh, seeing what he has to say about the Vikings. And then one of our favorites, uh, Mike Martin, is going to be joining us. I think I think that was a selling point to him when I was messaging him last <laughs> night. I'm not even joking, dude, when I was messaging him last night and saying, hey, can you come on? He said his kid, I've, I don't even know if you know or not. I've been struggling with bronchitis now. Yeah, I'm yeah, in my yeah. third week now, dude, of struggling with this, man. That's why how does we leave Lenore County, buddy? <laughs> See, I had to give you a courtesy cough there just to let it's you know. It's dangerous out there. It is dangerous <laughs> out there. But the induction ceremony for the 2023 class of the Kinston Lenore County Sports Hall of Fame is this Saturday night at the Kinston Community Center. We're going to be joined by one of the inductees, and I know one of both of our favorite people, Chris Hatcher, who played for the Miami Marlins, L.A. Dodgers, and the Oakland A's. He's going to be joining us about 35 minutes into this first hour. Uh, I don't even know if you know this or not. Well, you probably do. You're, you're, you're up to uh, on your uh, sports knowledge. You know he's the longest-tenured Major League Baseball player in Lenore County history. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty remarkable. And just one of the great guys out there, uh, we're excited. He's going to be joining us, like I said, about 35 and, minutes into this first hour. And one of the hardest working people I know. Now, I mean, we're over here, you know, talking, you know, <laughs> Brian's talking about 84 degrees when he walks his dog. I'm talking about, you know, the heat at the dealership. But my man is the longest tenured Major League Baseball player in the history of our amazing county. Yeah. Who's had and, nine players going to play Major League Baseball. And – now owns a uh it's not a landscaping I, I guess it is landscaping but it's so much more and i mean my man is out there five six days a week you know i, I recall seeing a post from him la- a couple of weeks ago where at you know nine o'clock in the morning he was already on a second shirt and i was like <laughs> nah that's not for me. Well, he is actually now a sponsor here of 960 The Bull, too, at 960thebull.com. Awesome he has elite awesome land management. Uh, we're doing giveaways every week with the Carolina Panthers, and he is sponsoring it, elite land management, nice. uh, sponsoring it. So thank you to Chris Hatcher for that. But he'll be joining us, like I said, about 35 minutes here into this first hour. He'll end up our hour. Dude, that's just our first hour. To kick off our second hour, we're going to be joined by the great Bill Ellis. Oh. Uh, he is being inducted into the Kinsley North County Sports Hall of Fame Saturday, and I know you're as big a fan of Bill as I well, am. Well, with your permission, I might hang around a little, uh, a few minutes extra to visit with Bill, if that's okay he's, with you. Absolutely. He's kicking off our second hour, so that'll be awesome. Hey, but that's not all. You know how they do the uh, – but wait – there's more. Tell him what we've got, Brian. <laughs> ah, I like it. Making his debut on the show in our second hour, and I've got to admit, I've never talked to him before. I'm looking forward to it. I want to thank uh, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith for uh, hooking me up with him. His former South Lenore High School and Campbell University basketball star Don Whaley. Uh, he's going to be joining us on the Spence Automotive guest line, uh, I believe, about 20 minutes into 
our second hour. He's also being inducted into the Sports Hall of Fame. On, so we've got, how about that, dude? We got Diesel, who will be a member of the Sports Absolutely. Hall of Fame. Uh, Absolutely. Before, I mean, he's winning his coach in Lenora County I, history. I can tell you. Before all is said and done, he's going to be in it. Then we're going to have Chris Hatcher. Then we're going to have Bill Ellis. Then we're going to have Don Whaley. I've got my buddy, my friend, my uh, not a part of no Hall of Fames <laughs> whatsoever. Well, you may be one day, dude. I don't know you about know, that. You know, uh, but uh, Mike Martin joining me here too. So, man, what a great show! It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I tell you what, like I said, uh, we're gonna have uh, and we're we're gonna be tight with uh, Diesel because he's got a, a teachers meeting or a staff meeting at seven thirty today. I- so we're going to have him on from about 7.10 to about 7.25. So just real quick, let me hit you with, uh, don't forget, high school football, two days away. Uh, uh, bu- 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 bu. We'll be doing North Lenore at Green Central. It'll start with Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. At five. They're giving me two hours for a pregame show, dude. Yeah, ow. <laughs> Content. So Friday, check this out. You'll hear me from 7 to 9 a.m. You'll hear the, re- hear the replay from 3 to 5 p.m., the pregame show starts at 5. It goes till 7. The game starts at 7. It'll go to about 10, 10, 30 or so. So how about uh, seven and a half to eight hours of Brian Hanks in your ears on 960 The Bull on Friday? All Hanks all the time. All Hanks all the time. Let's hope, <coughs> let's hope we yeah. get rid of that right there. Yeah. But North and North, Green Central, and like I said, the pregame show, the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show at 5 o'clock. Don't forget about that. Uh, we'll have all the coaches in our area, all five coaches in Lenora County. We have Jay Wilson from Green Central. We'll have Paul Cornwell from Aiden Grifton. All of them will be previewing their season in our pregame show and previewing uh, their games on Friday night. Uh, and, again, just very excited. Uh, North and North Green Central played each other every single year since 1964, and we're going to be there for that uh, in Snow Hill on Friday night. Uh, the Down East Wood Ducks. It is Wood Ducks Wednesday, although uh, we're really not going to get to jump that much into them today. But the Down East Wood Ducks are now three games above 500 at 23 and 20. They're in second place all by themselves, four games behind the hated Carolina Mudcats in the Carolina League North. They won last night 3-1 to one at Charleston, who is in first place in the Carolina League South here in the second half. Uh, the Wood Ducks have now won three in a row. They'll play game two of their six-game series at Charleston tonight before returning home for a six-game series against Fable this coming Tuesday. For tickets, go to woodducksbaseball.com or visit the team's box office at Historic Granger Stadium. Again, don't forget about the uh, Kensal and North County Sports Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, there are a few tickets left. And, you know, sometimes, Mike, and I think I told you this last week, we'll BS a little bit about, hey, you know, uh, tickets are selling out. Dude, we've now so- – no, this is the truth. We've sold out twice. That's awesome. And we've added more tables each time. So, uh, like I said, I mean, it, it's just uh, – it, it's been incredible. Uh, the But I think there are probably about – 12, 14 tickets remaining. If you'd like to get one, get uh, go to the uh, Kenson Community Center, and they will hook you up there. Don't forget the Battle of the Badges is this Saturday and Sunday, too. And then Bradfest, Saturday, October 21st from 3 to 9 p.m. at Pearson Park in downtown Kenston. And joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, and uh, we said it earlier, Diesel, but, uh, I mean, it, it's a lock. I mean, it's an absolute lock unless you uh, go down to the Sports Hall of Fame and, you know, you smack Corey Povar around or, you know, you beat me up or something. You're going to be in the Kensland North County Sports Hall of Fame before all is said and done. It's the winningest coach in Lenore County football history, and he's joining us here for, the, I can't believe his coach, for the first time since November. It's Ryan Diesel Diesel and joining us on our Spence Automotive Guest Line. What in the world? Why has it been that long, Coach? 
I don't know, but good morning to you. It's been a while and happy to be here. Uh, we are happy to have you. You kick off your 2023 season this Saturday, or I'm sorry, this Friday night uh, in Winterville as you'll take on South Central High School. You've got myself and Mike Martin here uh, talking to you for the next 10, 12 minutes or so here, Coach. And first off, uh, let's uh, let's uh, take a look at this past uh, season, Coach. Uh, a pretty good season. I mean, you've, you've got to be pretty pleased with it. But I know when I know Ryan Diesel Giesman, when I know this Vikings football program, you always want a little bit more, don't you, Coach? Oh, there's no doubt about it. Uh you know, our first goal is to be undefeated non-conference, and uh, that didn't happen last year. So that's a reset, you know, mindset right there going into this year. And, uh, you know, it starts a Friday night, and we're excited about it. And like you said, you know, you, you, know, you could say it's okay. You know, any year you make it to the playoffs, it's a good year. But uh, we want more, and uh, we got a group of hungry guys. I love it, Coach. Uh, in fact, looking back at last season, I'm sorry, I'm pulling that up here right now as I speak to you, Coach. Should have had it up here before we started, but last year, a uh, six and five season, three and three in the East Central two A. Again, like you said, made it to the state playoffs, and that's one of the things I wanted to ask you too, Coach. I mean, this has been an incredible streak for Kenston High School uh, football. Has made the playoffs every single year since 2008. Battle Holly's first season here. Uh, that streak has lasted through two seasons of Battle Holly, three seasons of uh, Nick Anderson, and now uh, 11 seasons of uh, Ryan Gieselman. You've got to be you've got to be proud of that streak that uh, you guys continued last season, Coach. Yes, sir. I mean, you know, it, it, it all starts you know with with the change that Coach Holly made when he got there and. You know, Coach Anderson was able to continue that success and build on it, and you know, just take it for what you know what I've learned from both those guys, and to uh, keep pushing forward, keep pushing the threshold in Kinston, and you know, hoping that we can get Kinston football, Mississippi Kinston basketball one day. Coach, uh, awesome to be with you uh, here this morning, and uh, yeah, I'm really curious to hear about the competition you've had in in camp this uh, you know beginning of this season. Uh, what are some of the competitions that you've had, and and where do you see uh, some improvements on last year's squad? Uh, you know, yeah, we we have a group of COVID seniors, uh, some guys that have gutted it out and stuck it out through through all the craziness of the world today. And uh, you know, with, with that being said, though, we've had a lot of youth step up and and really push those guys, and, and some of those some of those those youthful guys have taking over some some starting roles for us and uh it's it's going to be a you know a different year for us because there's going to be a lot of youth on the field with uh with some seniors sprinkling in and uh there's competition all over the field and you know we're big believers and playing the best 11 and you know coming to work every day you know who's grinding in the weight room who's taking care of business in the schoolhouse and uh you know, and then at practice every day, you know, performing at a high level. And if you're one of those 11, you'll play for us. So it's, it's every day for us. That's awesome, Coach. You know, one, one thing, and this is this is going to be a bit of a, a – a, you mentioned COVID and, and the seniors that you have on that team and, and, and what they've been through. But something – I'm from Carteret County, and, and recently I was reading um, Zach, Zach Fraley in the Carteret County News Times had an article about – the training staff situation in Carteret County uh, Public Schools. They had uh, a partnership with an orthopedic group in Carteret County that has ended, and and they're having a really difficult time finding training staff for high school athletics. 
what what's the situation with with training staff with Lenore County Athletics, and has that been an issue for you guys in the past? You know, we we have been been in talks with uh, Lenore USC Lenore Lenore Orthopedics, and you know, trying to work through something to get licensed athletic trainers at every school, uh, all three high schools, you know, say, but. Uh, it's one of the things we have not been able to work out completely yet, but it's definitely in the talks. Uh, at Kenton High School, we are very, very fortunate to have a lady by the name of Crystal Bryant. And uh, if we didn't have her, we would be in a, be in a world of mess. Uh, she bleeds green and gold. She knows what it's all about because she is a Kenton Viking. She graduated from there back in the day. And uh, very, very fortunate to have her on our staff as our first responder and, uh, you know, lady that, you know, takes care of all of our medical stuff, you know, it, you know, until, you know, we get that partnership or, you know, you know, something else happens, you know, in our county. Yeah, it's, you know, I think athletes and their health has been a, a real, you know, topic of conversation in professional athletics. And I think that, you know, it, if it, it's obvious that, that those issues are not things that start when they reach the professional level, but also at the amateur level. Um one more question on health. How has the heat affected your preparation for this season? Oh, yeah. <laughs> These past few days, uh, you know, we, we've been outside, but we haven't been able to put the pads on until late in practice. Uh, you know, yesterday we didn't have any equipment on until late in the afternoon, right before that, that storm came through when it got real cloudy and breezy. We were able to put the equipment on for a few minutes to finish up team. But, uh, yeah, just just – you know, preaching to our guys to stay hydrated, taking care of the bodies after practice, leading into practice to make sure they're prepped for success. Because, you know, if, if they're not doing that, they won't, you know, you start seeing those signs and symptoms and, uh, and you know, don't, don't want them to have any issues that, you know, could, you know, really affect their health. And uh, so it's one thing, you know, we're, we're definitely preaching. For sure. That voice you're listening to, that's Ryan Diesel Gieselman joining us this morning here on the uh, Spence Automotive guest line here on the Brian Hanks Show. Myself, Mike Martin, uh, talking to the coach right now. And uh, you guys had a scrimmage uh, this past weekend down at the beach. Uh, just wondering, uh, obviously, I wasn't able to make it down there to see that. Just wondering, uh, how did everybody look down there, Coach? How did you feel about your team coming out of that scrimmage? You know, coming, coming out of that scrimmage, we're really going into that scrimmage. Well, coming out of last Wednesday, uh, we, we turned the ball over quite a bit. Uh, Wednesday down at West Craven, and uh, I was very proud of our offense and how we valued the football on, on Saturday and taking the coaching points going from Wednesday to Saturday. And uh, except with youth, there, there there comes you know some mistakes, and uh, I think our guys are learning from those mistakes. Uh, I think our defense responded well on Saturday, and well, I think we were pleased coming out of Saturday, you know, with our steps forward going into into, into this first game week, and. Uh, I think our guys are excited. Uh, we've had two good days of practice already this week and looking forward to you know the first regular season game for the JV tomorrow night and then finishing up with varsity on Friday. Well, you were mentioning uh, the youth movement this year, and that's one of the things that I've heard from talking to people uh, inside and outside your program who are familiar with it. Who are some of those names, Coach, that uh, we're going to be uh, watching on Friday nights and covering here on 960 The Bull and 960thebull.com, sir? I mean, you know, the one I'm sure everyone's heard the most about is Tyreek Copper playing receiver uh, opposite of him, Antoine Jones. Uh, and and wait, Copper's and a sophomore, right, Coach? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Antoine Jones is a sophomore playing on the edge. Uh, you know, Man uh, Man, Man Poole, Davion Croom, all sophomores. Uh, we, have a, we have a freshman linebacker in Christian Ham. 
uh, who's, who's a brother of Quarry Ham, who played for us back in 2013. Uh, so it's just kind of crazy to see. I guess I'm getting old. Everything's coming around full circle. and uh, But, you know, wouldn't have it any other way. And um, like I said, uh, you know, those seniors, they are bought in. They're doing a, you know, uh, we've challenged them to lead this team. And, uh, yes, you know, we, you know, the sophomores and the young guys are getting a lot of hype right now. But uh, we do have a you know, great supporting cast of seniors that are helping leading the way. And how are these young guys uh, fitting into the system and to that Ryan Diesel Gieselman uh, offense? I mean, we know that so familiar with it, spread offense that puts a lot of points up on the board. Are they uh, fitting into that offense pretty well, Coach? Oh yes, sir. Uh, you know, there's you know, we we are still still spread, able to spread the ball out, and uh, you know we have Karan Ross facilitating offense right now. But uh, there, there's there's a freshman in Keyshawn Herring who is doing a great job pushing him to be the best quarterback every single day that uh, that he can be, and uh, it, it should be an exciting year. Like I said, it's all about how the youth responds, and you know when the spotlight's on them on Friday night. Well, I got to tell you, uh, you just dropped that name there, Keyshawn Herring, who is and and Michael tell you I'm doing the air quotes here the next great basketball player here at uh kinston high school is what i keep hearing i got to see him down at east coast invitational back in uh june also and that's one of the things i love that you and coach tindall do and you did it with coach gullich also is that uh you don't mind sharing uh athletes across different sports do you coach that's, that's right. I mean, we coach Tim and I, we, we do a great job of working together and making sure that, you know, all of our athletes are have the chance to do both in the summertime. Uh, you know, we have morning weight, and then uh, those guys that play basketball, they go right to basketball practice after that. And, uh, and, and then, you know, able to practice football in the afternoons. And, you know, there's, there's no restrictions on that. You know, and when they're going to the ECI or going to that, you know, Division One uh, team camp they have out west now, you know, they're, they're excused from football, and, uh, you know, we it just allows us to build more depth because other guys are getting reps while those guys are gone. And, uh, like I said, you know, Coach Tindall's been great to work with. Coach Gullis is great to work with. And uh, just making everything work out together so everybody can do both. Yeah, Coach, it's great to hear the symmetry that you have there with Coach Tindall and, and the uh, the entire athletic department. You the, also the athletic director over there. Um, one thing that previously – I, I lived in Tarboro and, and got to know Coach Craddock over there, and he, he's a great guy. And one of the things I found interesting was they utilized a similar offensive strategy at every level in Edgecombe County football. So, you know, what, what they were doing at Tarboro High, they were also doing at Martin Middle School and, um, and, and even at some of the lower levels. Is that something that you have uh, – tried to instill in other football coaches in the feeder schools for Kinston High? Well, Coach Miller over at Rochelle, he, he does do some of, some of our stuff at, at a watered-down level. Uh, you know, you know, as much as we throw the ball, you know, sometimes you can, you know, say at the younger levels, that could be a little bit, you know, I guess more complex. But, uh, you know, anyone that's, you know, from, from the, you know, the rec department or, like I said, Rochelle, we've sat down and met with and, you know, you know, gave them, you know, what we do and what we felt like would, you know, work the best coming forth and, uh, you know, but not going to say, hey, you've got to go run this, you know, because those guys, you know, they're up and coming coaches, they're the future and, uh, you know, kind of let them put their, their own touch on things and, uh, you know, but I will, you know, just, you know, it's not one of those things that we press and say, hey, you guys got to do this, you got to do this and, 
you know, maybe that's something in the, in the future, you know, looking at Tarboro's success, like you said, you know, that, that I guess we could do a better job of. And, uh, but like I said, though, we, we have met with staff and, uh, like I said, the rec department and the, our, definitely our Rochelle Middle School. And uh, Coach Miller does run a watered-down version of what we do offensively. Well, it's hard to say that someone could uh, do it better than you've done it. The, you know, as, as Brian pointed out, the winningest coach in the public school history of Lenore County. 82 and, wins in 10 seasons. Amazing. Yep. And, and and as we wrap up here, the one thing that I wanted to say that, that you know, you and Coach Craddock, two of the nicest guys I've ever had the opportunity to, to meet. And, and, and more importantly, you're producing good men. And, uh, and, and that, that is really, uh, what I think we all strive for. So, uh, thanks for joining us this morning, coach. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Hey coach. Absolutely. And again, this Friday night at South central and we'll I'll leave you on this coach. Last question. Uh, South Central, I mean, a team that you guys had a really good game against last year. Uh, tell us a little bit about South Central, Coach. Well, you know, going through a coaching change, uh, the the basketball coach, Coach Cherry, coming over, uh, I think he's he's done a great job of rallying the troops, uh, putting that program back together. Uh, definitely a lot of excitement over there, seeing them all taping their scrimmages, you know, tons of athletes. I think he's got a few of his basketball guys out there now too that may have not been playing in the past and uh you know very very you know similar styles of offense uh very similar styles in defense and uh like i said there 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 are a bunch of athletes on the field that uh that are very physical fast get to the football and uh are you know looking to make a bunch of plays so uh he's got that program going in the right direction so uh Definitely have our work cut out going into Friday. Absolutely. Listen, uh, Diesel, I know you're up against it. Uh, you're four minutes away now from a staff <laughs> meeting. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I'll talk to you on Friday, and we'll get a full preview of that game against South Central. And then we'll see you next week here on 960 The Bulls. We'll have uh, Green Central at Kinston uh, next week. Coach, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Yes, sir. And one thing, congrats on your engagement, man. <laughs> Thank you so much, Coach. Well, hey, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that for the pregame show on Friday. What do you think, sir? That sounds good. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. That's Ryan Diesel Gieselman, head uh, football coach and athletics director at Kent's High School. And like you said, you brought, I'm glad you brought up about him being AD also. Not only does he wear that hat of being the, the head football coach, there's a lot of responsibilities on these uh, on these on these young pups uh, who are not only leading a successful program like he is, dude. When you think about it, he's won 82 games in 10 seasons. He just finished his 10th season there. I can't even do the math on that, Mike. That's 8.2 wins a season. That that's not bad, is it? That's uh, that <laughs> that's pretty awesome. And you know, and, and like I brought up um, as athletic director, not only as coach but as athletic director, the health and safety of the young men entrusted to him on the football field has got to be such an intimidating responsibility. You know, it, it's, I agree. It, it is it, as it's probably the most talked about thing in professional football these days or post in their post careers is the health of, uh, of professional football players. But, um, you know, th- We've seen it here in Kinston, you know, with the young man over uh, from Rocky Mount Academy that was paralyzed, yeah. at, you know, at, at, at playing against um, Parrot Academy. And, yeah, that has to weigh heavy on your mind all the time. Um, it, it's a sport that uh, I don't like 
to say it's a violent sport. There's violence associated with it, but um, it, it's it's a physical sport. And you know, I think when you when you start to call it a violent sport, then there's malicious intent associated with it. There's no doubt that that the guys that are you know in in physical contact with one another are trying to are trying to enforce their will, but they're not trying to hurt people. No, 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 no. And, and, and I think you know, and I think when you when you use the word violence associated with sports that you know that we're getting into intent and and i just don't think that's that's part of it but you know with with the physical nature of the sport uh you know injuries are unavoidable and it's great to hear that at kenston high you know that they've got uh Ms. Bryant, who oh, she's awesome, right, and a and, legend, and a Kinston legend in and of herself, uh, probably should be yeah. a future uh, Lenore County Sports Hall of Famer <laughs> uh, in terms of, I mean, in terms of the athletes that she's yeah. cared for, and um, you know, but hearing you know what I talked about in Carter County, where you know, I think um, I, I, I think it. My alma mater, East East uh, East Carteret High School, you know, they're having a difficult time finding someone, and you know, I think that, you know, in sports we like to talk about the stars, we like to talk about the coaches, but the support staff that's associated with high school athletics, um, it is so under recognized and so. Um, it's incredibly appreciated by those who participate directly, mm-hmm. but I I would I speak for myself when I say that you know I I don't think that until I read that article I had really taken into consideration the sacrifices associated with that type of position. Well, the neat thing about it too is not just talking about <coughs> excuse me the uh, health related people that help out, but when you look at Kenston High School and they have eleven assistant or there's a head coach and then 10 assistant coaches and that has something to do i mean i'm telling you that's because of diesel's personality that's because i mean because there are other high schools and i'm not going to name any names but there are other high schools where you have a head coach and two or three assistant coaches you know and and that's in it right here in our own area too and to to cultivate what he has started and he'll even tell you battle started it battle holly started it and he has not but not only has diesel continued it he's taking it to the next level like i said he's a winningest coach in lenora county history uh I, I, you got to give matt beeman some love too over at uh parrot academy same deal over there in fact uh he's probably i think he's got six or seven maybe even seven or eight assistant uh football coaches over there including denzel keys including chris smoke brown both from kenston high school and uh you see these successful programs mike and that's one thing. And I've been around the high school. I, dude, I'm starting. Don't fall out of your chair when I tell you tell you this. I'm starting my 33rd year now and covering high school sports in the state of North Carolina this year. And that's one of the things that I've noticed. You don't have one in nine programs with uh, 12, uh, 12 coaches, dude. You're nine in one programs. You're 12 in two programs. Your teams that go three or four rounds into the playoffs. Your teams that win state championships like they do over at Rendell Parrot Academy. It's because they've got all those assistant coaches, and you're able to get that more individualized uh, coaching from uh, from uh, from a, from an extensive coaching staff. Well, and the culture that you build in these programs that have had tremendous success allow you to let burgeoning coaches go, mm-hmm. 
Or and coaches, like you said, I like how you said that, burgeoning, you're right. Coaches who are doing well that are go, that want to go on to the next level. And, and then, you know, like uh, Coach Clay Harrell, who is, golly, a, a tremendous, tremendous uh, resource at Rental Parrot Academy, left, went to Wilson Fike, mm-hmm. and, and now has come back as a head basketball coach, assistant athletic director, uh, head JV football coach. And yeah, and and I think that speaks to so much of the um, example that that Coach Beeman has set over at Parrot, um, you know, and and the culture there. I mean, they they are winners, mm-hmm. and and they're winners on and off the field. And you know, I, I will continue to say that you know how incredibly important things like that are, and uh, you know, it's. You're making men. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the one thing that our society needs today more than ever is, is good young men. We, we need that. And gosh, we're so fortunate in Lenore County to have great leadership in our athletic programs that, uh, that, that help develop these guys into, uh, into the young men that will be the leaders. And as you see with coach Gieselman there with, you know, with 10 assistants and because <laughs> those guys want to come back and, and help lead the next group. Yeah. And, and that's special. It um, is. that's really, I, I'll tell you this, dude, we've been very, very, and we need uh, we're going to be calling hatch here in a couple yeah. of minutes. Yeah. I got to tell you, man, we are very lucky, uh, to have kept Diesel as long as we have, because listen, it's every off season. Oh, right? he's got to be incredibly <laughs> sought after. <coughs> I'll get a call from uh, the Wilmington sports editor, the Wilmington Star News sports editor, or from uh, from Fayetteville, or even from Winston Salem. Like, hey, uh, I hear uh, such and such high schools uh, going after your uh, your boy uh, Diesel Gieselman. And I'm like, oh shoot, here yeah. we go again. And All right. I know uh, Havelock was after uh, Diesel a couple of years ago, yeah. and. And Diesel chose to stay at Kinston High School instead of going to these other programs. And it just says, listen, coaches in Lenore County, and you know this, Mike, I mean, especially at the private or at the public school level, they don't get that much money. No. I mean, they're there, <laughs> honest to God, they're there for the love of the game. When you look at, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Jackson Massey, who's now left, though, uh, but was at North Lenore, and Diesel and Perry Tyndall at Kinston High School, and uh, you go down to South Lenore and the great coaches they have down there. There, we're competing with Duplin County. We're competing sure. with Pitt County. We're sure. competing with Craven and even Carteret County for uh, because all those counties pay more to their coaches than we do here in Lenore County, and that's got to change, dude. It's absolutely got to change. Okay, tell you what, before we get a uh, hatch up here on the line, we've got to thank Lenore Community College for 65 years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at uh, lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to uh, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, uh, to everybody over at LCC for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. We truly do appreciate them more than they know. Classes start 
August 21st, so uh, this coming Monday uh, for fall semester. So if you've thought about going back to school, Chris Hatcher, and, you know, I mean, I know you're busy all the time with uh, elite land management, but, you know, if you wanted to take a class or two, they'd be they'd welcome you with open arms over at LCC, Hatch. <laughs> I'm sure they would. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing this morning, uh, Chris Hatcher, joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line? You will be inducted into the Kensal and North County Sports Hall of Fame this Saturday night. And uh, it's, uh, some history here. Before I even get you talking yet, Hatch, I've got to throw some history at you. Of the, I believe uh, they're going to be, after this class, we're going to have 80, I think 80 or 81 members now of the Kensal and North County Sports Hall of Fame. You are, Chris Hatcher, the second youngest inductee in the history of the only person. Do you know? And I'm going to, I know you know Hatch, but I'm going to ask uh, Mike Martin over here, your friend Mike Martin, who's sitting across from me. Do you know who the youngest uh, inductee into the Kensal North County Sports Hall of Fame is? Chris Hatcher is the second. Who's number one? I do not know. Jerry Stackhouse. How about that for company for Chris Hatcher, the second youngest inductee into the Kensal and North County Sports Hall of Fame. It'll happen this Saturday night. Before we jump into everything, Hatch, and I know uh, Mike's got a lot of questions for you. I do too. But uh, what I'm, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask the softball question here, Mike. What does this mean to you, Hatch, to uh, to be inducted into uh, this prestigious hall? And again, like I said earlier, to be the second youngest member inducted in the history of this Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm honored. I'm thankful. Um, I don't think it necessarily for me. I think it's for uh, each and every person that has um, devoted time and energy into getting me um, where I am in life today, um, be it teachers, coaches, parents, um, my parents, other folks' parents who poured time into me. Um, it, it just goes to show you that uh, it takes a village. Good morning, Chris. Great to great to chat with you, my man. Um, along the lines that we were discussing just previously to you coming on is you know the importance of coaches creating good men, and you know what you exemplify to me is hard work. You know, clearly to to reach the heights that you did in professional baseball and amateur baseball. Uh, requires hard work, but you didn't leave that when you left the game of baseball. Uh, tell us a little bit about where you are now and 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 what you're up to these days. Well, uh, currently, since I retired from baseball, uh, actually before I retired from baseball, I started uh, amassing some equipment. Um, for those that know me, know I love running equipment. And I love spending time outside. And, uh, I, had, I had made up my mind that I was going to do something with equipment. Uh, once I retired, so I started buying uh, pieces as I was still playing, and uh, that way, once I retired, I could hit the ground running. So now I currently own a a forestry mulching business. We uh, specialize in forestry mulching, uh, right away mowing, long arm mowing, float mowing. If it can be mowed, uh, I like to tell people if it can be mowed anything from golf greens to a uh, a sixty inch tree, we can get it on the ground and get it chewed up and get it mowed. Um, and people don't believe me, but until I roll up with that equipment, they're like, oh, you weren't kidding. <laughs> we could use you on the right-of-ways in Lenore County. Chris Hump- yes, we can. Chris Humphrey and I chatted about that uh, earlier. Um, yeah, we need we need you to get that contract from the state so you can tidy up that stuff, brother. I don't want that contract. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of miles to cover. You ain't wrong. It is. I'm telling you, it's crazy you would even bring it up and talk about us getting off subject here. Linda and I drove to uh, – 
where did we go this weekend? I, but we were going up a uh, 70, uh-huh. uh, you know, and then taking the bypass. And I could not believe how grown up the median is. I mean, uh, if you had to pull over the median right now, it, be it would trouble. be a safety issue, no doubt. Well, but, well um, go in, ahead, in their defense, <laughs> let's stop and think about this. Okay. The guys do a great job. Um, Precision does a fantastic job. But you got to remember every piece of trash, they got to lift that mower up. Every sign that's on the side of the road, they got to try to avoid hitting. And I'm talking. You know, road signs and then the, the yard sale signs or, or business promoting signs or um, political signs. They, you know, they try not to run up that stuff. So it slows them down. Um, people don't, that doesn't resonate with people in their mind that the more stuff's on the side of the road, the slower they're going to be. The less ground they're going to cover, the less often they're going to get it cut. Hatch defending the integrity of the mowers everywhere. I'm impressed, Dude, no, but see, but that's the way Chris Hatcher has always been, man. And I mean that in a in a complimentary way there, Hatch, that you always take both sides of the issue. You're not a, I'm just this way and I'm going to be this way. Dude, you've, as long as I've known you, dude, and you've always been a, hey, look at both sides of an issue before you make a judgment. Haven't you been? Well, I, I think that's attributed to my baseball career. Um. You know, as a growing up as a catcher, you had to make uh, split-second decisions. And I'm talking millisecond decisions. So um, I was always brought up to make a decision. Um, well, excuse me, I was always taught as a baseball player, make a decision. Even if it's the wrong one, you made a decision. You didn't stop and you didn't think about it. Well, now I fast-forward into my professional career. It's like, okay, I don't have to make a split-second decision here. You know, this isn't a, a game-changing decision. I have time. So it has taught me to look at both ways. Um, and, you know, if you do make the wrong decision, you can reflect back and learn from it. And I think, you know, seeing both sides is, is a very good thing to see. I love it. Coach, uh, Coach uh, Hatch, uh, Chris Hatcher joining us right now. Uh, our big interview here in the uh, first hour of today's show. I, I want to talk a little bit about these uh, these people that you're being inducted with, Coach uh, Hatch. I want to say Coach about 100 times. Just call me Coach. I'll just call I'll you Coach. There's nothing wrong with that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at this class that you're being inducted with, Wells Gulledge, who was a coach at uh, Kenston High School when you were an athlete there, uh, Bill Ellis, who was a Parks and Rec director when you were there also, uh, Craig Dawson, who was at uh, – at the school before you were there too. I mean, this is quite the class and I got to tell you, and I'm not just saying this because I have you here on the phone with me right now too, Hatch. I have said this several times that, uh, you and Craig Hill, who was your principal when you were at, uh, Kenson high school too. I honestly think Hatch, this is the second best class out of the eight classes that we've inducted so far into the Kensal North County Sports Hall of Fame. I just wanted you to just uh, speak to some of these names of these guys, some of these guys that you know personally that you're being inducted with here, Hatch. Well, I can't say too much because they're probably going to be in uh, some of my words I say Saturday. But um, there's folks in this class that were very instrumental in getting me where I ended up. Um, you know, there were some – um, like Gulledge and, and, and Craig Hill, obviously, like Mr. Battle, um, those guys are very instrumental into um, work ethic, into, you know, allowing me to, to be me and allowing me to do things that um, help me. Um, and, and they're great men. They're great people. And the, the main guy I'm, I'm referring to is, is Mr. Bill Ellis. Um, there's a lot of people in this community athletes wise it would not be where they are um 
if it wasn't for his vision and his growing of Kinsella County Parks and Recreation. Oh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, and I think I'm stepping on Mike here, if you don't mind, Mike. But I've got to ask you, and you've just named his name there, Hatch, and I just love that man to death, uh, Ronnie Battle, who was your head uh, baseball coach when you were at Kenston High School. And I know you had some great coaches coming up. You had great coaches when you went on to UNC Wilmington and all that, and even in the in the major league ranks too. But what does Ronnie Battle mean to Chris Hatcher? Well, he, he was a, a quiet, um, feared man. Um he was one of those guys, I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it. When he spoke, you better listen because he meant it. And uh, he had this this very um, very good way to put you back, uh, bring you back down there. If you, if your head got a little bit too big, he, he would make one of them little remarks, and you were like, ooh, okay, uh, <laughs> I need to chill. Or, you know, if he felt, you know, you did a good job, he would tell you. He, he was a, a excellent leader, um, but – he was one of those guys that commanded respect, and when he talked, you better listen because it meant something behind Chris, I want to talk to you a little bit about your uh, your path to Major League Baseball and, uh, and, and your career there. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, about where you went once you, you left uh, UNCW. Obviously, you're starting Lenore County, and then you transitioned to UNCW. What, what was life after that? Oh. Man, uh, so I got drafted. Um, my last game in college was at, at the regionals at, in Chapel Hill. Um, and I want to say the draft was during the regionals at that time. And then um, got drafted, went down to Florida, did my uh, uh, physicals and all that. And then they flew um, the top 10 rounders. We all flew out to Jamestown, New York. That was my first stop in professional baseball. And, um, if you've never heard of being in Jamestown, New York, you would you would think Kenton is uh, Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. Uh, I'm trying to think. It would probably be like equivalent to. I don't. Uh, I'm not even going to throw a name on it, but it's. Uh, it makes Kenton look fantastic. Um, you know, you you grow up thinking professional baseball, the playing surfaces are going to be fantastic. And all this well, playing surface was you know subpar at best. Um, and then I went from there, I went to Greensboro, which was like going to the big league. The <laughs> playing surface is unbelievable. The city's unbelievable. Um, honestly, I felt like I was at home because, you know, Carolina boy, uh, playing in Greensboro. Um, let's see, after Greensboro, I played in Jupiter, Florida. And then I went to Jacksonville and I probably had my longest, no, I didn't. I uh, played in Jacksonville for a couple of years and then I went to New Orleans and I bounced up and down. Um, between big leagues in New Orleans for a couple of years. How about that? What it, that process? You know, obviously, you know the physical process of of your development, but I would imagine um, the the social maturity and and things of that nature had to be a humongous challenge um, in your emotional development to become a major league baseball player. Speak on that for a moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're 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 not on your own. You obviously have your teammates, but you don't have your family around. Um, you know, not only that, the the travel beats you down. Um, folks think, oh, professional baseball, professional athletes got it made, and all this stuff. Well, you know, in the Southern League, we were in Jacksonville. Um, you you bust everywhere, and then if you go into West Tennessee, that's fourteen hour bus ride. Um, wow. Yeah, 
and at that time we were playing uh, three four game series. So traveling to Southern was kind of brutal. But I, I, when we got to New Orleans, travel was even worse. Granted, you're flying, so you're not flying commercial, you're flying normal airplanes. And the league rule says you have to be on the first flight out. Well, first flight's at 6 o'clock. <laughs> yes. And when you have 30 guys on a baseball team trying to get to the airport, you got to be at the airport at like 3.30 to oh. check all that stuff in and make sure we get on the flights and all that. And so, um, let's see here. The Pacific Coast League at the time spanned from New Orleans to Tacoma, Washington. Holy. And then they had teams in California too. So, yeah, it was, that was rough. I can um, only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. That is crazy. That voice. Yeah, little... No, go ahead, Hatch. I'm sorry. I learned to sleep on planes and buses. Uh, <laughs> I, I can do sleep anywhere. I bet you can for sure. That voice you listen to, that's Chris Hatcher. He is our big interview here today on the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, the exclusive sponsor of the big interview here on the show is UNC Lenore Healthcare, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston. UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find it in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit the comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, uh, thank you so much to uh, Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right back to it. Got to tell you, Jason Bryant just jumped in and said, please tell Hatch I said hello and congratulations on the Hall of Fame. And thank you for, uh, of course, Jason got to throw this in here. We love Jason. Thank you for sponsoring our Panthers giveaway, Hatch. Absolutely. Go Panthers. <laughs> there you go. Go Panthers indeed. In fact, uh, every Friday here on uh, the Brian Hanks Show, uh, Elite Land Management is sponsoring a Panthers giveaway. We've got some great things coming up. I think we've got a mini helmet coming up. We've got a, I think we've got a football. We've got a jersey. That's a Panthers jersey that's going to be given away. So uh, thank you. Seriously, Hatch. I mean, uh, in all seriousness, thank you so much for being a, a part of that and helping sponsor that to uh, get that out to the folks. Okay, uh, so you finish up your uh, your money. Like you said, uh, you jump between Miami and New Orleans several times there. Uh, but then you uh, you were in the major leagues for uh, again you have uh, you see you have the record in Lenore County you have you're the most tenured uh, major league baseball player in Lenore County baseball history you're in Miami you go to the Dodgers you had some great times with the Dodgers and you finish up your career with Oakland I guess uh, and, and I know it's hard to try to wrap up you know all those years in about five or six minutes but well but what stands out to you hatch i mean when you look back at that time uh, between playing for the marlins between playing for the dodgers and then for the uh, athletics uh, well, what stands out to you what, what's a couple of moments that you look back on and you go damn that that was a, that was a pretty great moment uh obviously in lcs against the mets yeah um when i was with the dodgers you know i i knew they had laid out you know the Dodgers are such a such a great organization, and um, their forethought and their information um, they share with the players and, and all that it's just it's just unbelievable. But what stands out is going into that series, I knew the four or five guys in that lineup um, that I was going to face, no matter the game situation. Those were my four guys to get out, so I didn't have to go through their thirteen, fourteen man roster 
and, you know, have to know how I was going to pitch each one of those guys. They narrowed it down to four or five guys. And that honestly was three guys that I knew I was going to get. Um, and I knew exactly how I was going to attack them. Um, if this pitch didn't work, I was going to do this pitch. And that, that's, you know, that's setting somebody up for success, knowing, you know, this is what you're going to do to this guy. And if it doesn't work, this is what you're going to do. All you have to do, here's your plan. All you have to do, simply execute it. And here's why it's going to work. And they went through and they showed me, this is what you've done to this guy. This is what you tried to do to this guy. And, you know, they just laid it out and they said, here's your plan. Execute it. Three guys. It's not hard to remember. Just get it done. And it, 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 just like they said, it worked out to a team. That is awesome. Well, that voice again, you listen to Chris Hatcher. And uh, I've got, you know, and I'm not asking you to, to denigrate anybody, uh, Hatch. I mean, Miami's a team that drafted you. They brought you up. You were, like I said, eventually a Dodger, eventually an, an athletic, an Oakland A's player. But what were the biggest differences? And, I mean, you and I have kind of talked about this off the record before, and I don't know how much you want to jump into it, but but what was it like, I mean, the, organizationally between the Miami Marlins, between the Los Angeles Dodgers, and between the Oakland A's, uh, what were the biggest differences in those organizations, Co- uh, Hatch? Well, obviously, you know, times have changed since I played. Uh, you know, I've been out of the game for, what, five, six years now. But all I needed to do was play for the Yankees, and I would have played for the, the top two organizations and the um, at that time the two – "Quote unquote cheapest organizations there were, yeah. Uh, but you know it was like, and I'm not degrading to Miami by any means, but getting traded to the Dodgers was like a, in a whole different stratosphere. Um, you know, obviously Miami's a huge city, but it, it's not LA. And you know, you go to you could I could walk around in Miami and nobody would know who I was. But there I am, this old country boy from Eastern North Carolina, walking around LA, and people would recognize me and. I would get called out walking um, through the mall. Um, you know, it's just a whole different ball game out there. And um, the fans are completely different. You know, they, they live it. They breathe it. It's just not a passing by, oh, let's go to the game. It's, hey, we've got tickets. We're going to this game. And it doesn't matter what happened. We're, we're, we're not missing it. So um, it, it's just a, it's in a different stratosphere. I don't know how to explain it. You know, and and you brought a, a great point there, you know, that, yeah, I mean, the, the Los Angeles Dodgers are, you know, one of the three to four most storied franchises in Major League Baseball history, maybe maybe even in in a higher, uh, higher rank than that. Um, who was your biggest influence in Major League Baseball? Oh. Uh, define influence. Dang, bro! Don't answer a question with a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, no, 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 no. Hatch, I'm messing with you, brother. I'm messing with you. Um, because I mean, I, there there's here several people. So let me let me let me back up and punt. So growing up, you always think, oh, I work hard, I work hard, I work hard. Well, every time you might be the hardest worker on that team, but every time you step up. You're not going to be the hardest worker on that team. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. There's somebody always out working. And when I got to trade to the Dodgers, I was like, holy crap, that's what makes this guy good. <laughs> so right. let me tell you all something. Clayton Kershaw is uh, is an animal um, in his preparation. So I do look up to him for that. Um, mental, Mentally-wise, there, there, I look up to somebody different because they fought along the, the, the level that I did, and um, I learned a lot from them. 
So, um, you know, there's, there's completely different influences and there's, um, people that influence the way that I played the game because, um, you know, going into pro ball, I was a red ass. Whoops. Sorry. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> That's fine. That's um, fine. I had a very short fuse and, you know, I played the game with my hair on fire and, um, you know, I had to learn to back down. So, um, my game was influenced by my many, many, many different men. Awesome, man. Awesome. How, uh, how has it been transitioning? You, know, you, you talked a little bit about, you know, where you are now professionally. Um, and, and I'll continue to say you're one of the hardest working dudes I know. Um, but, but how is it, how was it to transition out of professional baseball? How do you know when, when your time is up? Well, everybody always told me, um, you'll know when your time, you, you'll know that, that was the, the, the words you'll know. And, um, my last year in Oakland, um, I wasn't having a very good year. Um, I, I, I was having trouble staying healthy. I was always in the training room trying to, trying to, to, to make something that was ailing me, I was trying to make it feel better. Um, and, you know, I got sent down in August, called back up for September call-ups. I did not, and I told Jenny, I said, look, if I don't get a major league offer, I'm probably going to be done. Um, and what happens is you just, I just fell out of love with it. Um, you know, and this game you grow up loving and having a passion for, um, the fire wasn't in me anymore to get up and just go to the field and, 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 and win. Um, I'm a competitor. Number one, all I want to do is win. If I play Uno with my kids, I am going to win. <laughs> I'm, I'm not letting them win. Um, it doesn't matter. And anybody knows me knows if I play something, I'm playing to win. Um, but that, that, that fire to, to just go and, and work so hard, um, to be the best baseball player there was and to love competing in, in, in that game just wasn't there anymore. And, um, so I retired and well, I didn't retire. I just, I didn't, I had plenty of, um, minor league deals and I could have went to Japan and made really, really good money, but it, uh, it just wasn't there for me. And, um, how I knew is that, that next off, well, excuse me, that next season, the Oakland played the Mariners, I think in Japan opening day and it was like uh 3:30 a.m start time here so i woke up that morning and watched the game and i made it through two or three innings and i was like i don't miss this one bit i turned it off <laughs> and, back a bit. and um I, i'll be quite honest with you this this year is the first year that i've actually you know watched baseball on tv it's not because it it hurt me to watch baseball it's just like i didn't it's just it didn't excite me to watch baseball. I, I'd rather watch the College World Series than, than Major League Baseball. Um, but, um, and I'm really at ease now with the way the game has changed. It's like, oh, I don't want to be any part of that. So, um, yeah, that that's the long answer. Well, you talked about your competitive nature, and uh, you and I haven't been on the golf course together, but I know that that has uh, – among your countless passions that you have, I know that, that you've, uh, you've gotten into golf a little bit. Um, now do you watch professional golf? So like I said, I have 
I have two small kids. I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Um, TV time for me is usually uh, relegated to when they go to sleep. <laughs> um, so, and Sunday, you know, I'm I'm a yard guy too. Um, I take passion in my yard, and I try to keep it looking like Augusta, which is not doing very well right now. But um, usually, I, I try to stay outside. To be quite honest with you, during the day, um, in in passing, you know, if like this Sunday, yes, I did watch it because it was 110 degrees outside, and I wanted no part of anything outside. But I did watch it. Um, so the chances I do get to watch it, yes, I do. So, uh, so. This is sort of my corner at uh, at, at the Brian Hanks show is is to chat golf, and uh, I'm I'm really fired up about the Ryder Cup because I don't know I, my wife gets mad when I say that I'm xenophobic during the Ryder Cup, but uh, you know watching Lucas Glover put the lights out of it uh, on Sunday, you know do you, do you ever. Do you do you follow the Ryder Cup and 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 the, and the composition of that team at all? I do. JT needs to be on that team. J, hey, look, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I was going to talk about that a little later, but yeah, <laughs> uh, a, uh, it, look, yeah, it, Justin Thomas, you know, sixteen and five and three, I think, in in international competition and. Uh, and one thing that somebody pointed out to me is, you know, it, in Ryder Cup, it's match play. So, right. yeah, when you look at JT's uh, season this year, he's had some holes where he absolutely blew it up and damages his aggregate score. But when you're playing match play, you know, what you do on one has no impact on two. So exactly. he, and, and, and with his, uh, spirit, you know, his competitive spirit, I, I absolutely agree. I think, uh, I think there's gotta be a place for him on that team and, and Hey, Lucas Glover winning two in a row and, and playing the way he is, it, it'd be hard to keep him off that team as well. But, um, but I can tell you one it's thing, gotta get him for new pants. Uh, no, no doubt. Cotton, <laughs> Cotton was not his friend over the weekend. Cotton was not his friend. Wait a minute. Do I want to know why? Because I didn't see this. Was he sweating it was, through? It was or sweat, sweating through <laughs> on both sides. Oh! I mean, from his, from his waist to his knees. Oh, my God. His, my man needed a my man needed a diaper. It was, it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. I bet you've had a couple of those days in the landscaping business, Hatch. Dude, I, I was telling uh, – who did I tell you? Oh, I was telling Jenny. I was like, it's Arizona hot outside with mobile humidity. Oh, dude, we just got back from Tucson a, a week ago. Linda and I did where I actually got to – I've never seen 112 degrees before, mm. and it was 112 degrees, Hatch. But still, I'd rather be it's 112 dry. in Tucson than 95 here and 95% humidity because it actually is hotter here, dude. Absolutely, absolutely. But I'm I'm telling you, the hottest I've ever been was down in Mobile, um, dude. That, that was a whole different <laughs> level um, in Double X because it it was literally like it was yesterday every day for um, a five game series, and Man. we accumulated it and it was like eleven pounds per game that we were like as the catchers were losing. Like between me, Conrad Schmidt was a catcher on the other team, and I was catching that series, and it averaged out to be like eleven pounds um, between us. Like, I would lose 11 pounds during the game. That's insane. That is insane. Yeah. yeah. 
Listen. So, Chris. No, 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 man. I, yeah, let, let's stay away from there. Chris Hatcher, this Saturday night, uh, the Kenson North County Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, just, it's been my honor. I'm just going to, I'm going to, Mike, you want to say anything to wrap up here? Cause I got something I want to say to wrap up this interview, but go ahead. You know, the thing that I want to say is, um, you know, we talk about, and, and I said this in the beginning that, you know, coaches make, help make great players, but the, the, the bigger thing is to make great men. And, you know, I don't know that there's, uh, there's not a lot of guys that, that I can say are better men than Chris Hatcher in yep. Illinois County. And, 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 you know, so thank you to the, to the folks that molded him and, you know, and, and, and thanks for what you do in our area, my man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. And, and I'll say this, I, you know, people always ask how do, well, a lot of people in Illinois County have no idea that I played baseball, which is <laughs> I know. even better for me. When you talk to the, let me interrupt you just for a second, Hatch. When you talk to the True Smoke folks, they a lot of them don't know. I mean, they know, you know, no, when, no. when I tell them, they they know. Then Hatch, but for you, just to introduce, they have no idea you played professional baseball, dude. And and that's how I want it to be. I want people to look at me and go, that dude works hard. And that's that that the baseball thing. People can remember me like that, but I want people to go, that guy, he works hard. Well, and if if that gets possible on my son. We did okay. Well, I'll say this, Hatch. It's been a distinct honor for me. I got here in 2002, so I was here for your senior year. I got to watch you, and uh, we're going we're gonna to have Bill Ellis. In fact, he's standing by right now to come on the air with us. Uh, we've got Bill Ellis, so I got to see you and Kyle and all those guys uh, in that class of 2003 that uh, – did some history over at Kenson High School in baseball. I got to watch you come up through the minor leagues, make it to the majors, and I will say this, you have always, always <laughs> been generous with your time. You've never said no to me when it's coming to, you know, when I was with the free press and we wanted to do a story on you, and when we'd go up to Zebulon and talk to you when you would come through, and then, like I said, just everything. Hatch, it's been my honor uh, to cover you for these 20 years. And I can't believe that a, a guy that I covered in high school is now going into a hall of fame. And, but I get to, I get to witness that this Saturday night and I, I cannot wait to see it, my friend. And as one, one January 12th guy to another January 12th guy, congratulations, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Hatch. Can't wait to see you Saturday night, dude. Sounds good. Thank y'all right. for having me. And uh, we'll see you Saturday. There you go. That's Chris Hatcher, uh, who, uh, is just, uh, an, 30 minutes there, and it felt like five minutes, Mike. Yeah, I mean, you know, and the humility. Yeah. That, that is remarkable. Um, you know, he is um, – he is. He, he, he's a humble guy and, you know, and, and never, never takes a day off. I mean, he's always on the go. He really is. And I tell you what, uh, again, this Saturday night – uh, Kinston Community Center, the Kinston North County Sports Hall of Fame. He will be inducted as will our next guest here as we start our second hour of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Again, man, what a what a great first hour. Bill Ellis coming up here in the second hour of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs> 